Welcome back to After School, a podcast aimed at taking a deeper dive into the basic knowledge needed in life after high school. This is your host, Karina Cheru, and I am pleased to introduce our guest today, Dr. Shabreen Hawk. Dr. Hawk is a child and adolescent psychiatry specialist in Lockport, New York. She studied medicine at JJM Medical College in India. She completed her residency in psychiatry at Albany Medical College, followed by fellowship training in child and adolescent psychiatry at the University of Buffalo. She has been in practice for about 15 years. As a psychiatrist, she diagnoses and treats a myriad of mental illnesses, including depression, anxiety disorders, substance abuse, and schizophrenia. Good morning, Dr. Hawk. Thank you for joining us. Today, we'll be diving into the topic of depression in college. I read a study recently mentioning that 30% of college students have faced depression symptoms and 80% of students reported that they feel stress on a daily basis. So to start off, do you think mental health is something that should be talked about more? Oh, thanks for the introduction. And I think you have brought up a very good topic to discuss about, which is uh, something so important right now in uh, not only in adolescents, but also in adults, but we are focusing on adolescent mental health. So um, thank you for bringing this up. Um, Yes, I think you've given a very key information on depression and mental health stress. Uh, Mental health um, right now and always has been very important, which includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It really affects us how we think, how we feel, how we act. And I think mental health in, in um, the current younger generation, the stigma of mental health has been so much in the past few years that it's so important that we raise awareness because the way society has disapproved and shamed people in the past is they looked upon as having a mental illness as some emotional weakness or things like that. So I think awareness of mental health is so important currently that we can intervene with how um, we deal with stress, how we cope with stress, um, how we relate with each other. And these things can be intervened way early and gotten help way more quicker than in the past and the previous generations where it was very hard for people to talk about mental health or their emotional pain. So I think the awareness is so, so important in reducing the stress in the current um, academic uh, you know, world, um, even in, in the emotional state of mind where uh, the current technological world, the kids are being under so much stress. It's so important to be aware of what really distresses you. Uh, what are the symptoms or what are the um, signs you're seeing that is um, not letting you or coming in the way of coping uh, healthy uh, in a healthy way? So, yeah, I think uh, that mental health awareness, that importance is equal, just like physical health. Um, we get help for um, from our medical doctors. So if you can see a medical doctor for your physical illness, why not see a therapist or a psychiatrist or a social worker or a mental health professional for your, um, um, you know, psychological um, needs? So, yeah. So um, talking more specifically about mental health in teens, depression is a huge uh, mental health illness that people suffer with. Can you give us an inner overview about depression in teens? 
Absolutely. I think uh, depression is the most common, um, you know, uh, mental health uh, disorders we have. I don't like to specifically say it's mental illness because it kind of puts in a very negative, um, you know, adjective to a person's, um, I prefer calling brain health or, um, you know, disease of the brain, just like we talk about disease of the body. So depression is a medical condition, believe it or not, because depression affects your, not only your mood, but also your body. So, um, you know, um, having just like a bad day, we all do have, have, we all have bad days, feeling down, we all feel down sometimes, life is like that, ups and downs. So depression, um, which is normal, uh, normal modes are different from clinical depression. And I think that's so important to recognize what really clinical depression is. So if you're having a bad day, uh, or you're just feeling down because something is going on in your friendship, relationship, home, studying, and you just later on cope, and then you kind of get back to uh, doing whatever you're doing, it's okay. But if you notice that you are persistently, okay, now here I mentioned persistent sadness, because you do feel sad at times, and it's normal. But when you are persistently sad, and it's like kind of manifested by like feeling down and blue and crying a lot, almost like every day for no reason, I mean, there may be no reason, or you may actually be very irritable and angry and annoyed very easily, like on a very day, uh, on a perpetual basis, like every day, every little thing bothers you, every little thing, you start uh, yelling and screaming at somebody or you're irritable so much that uh, people can see this is not you, this is, this is not how usually you are. And then what happens is it goes on for many days. So if you notice that it is affecting you, you're not able to focus, you're not able to concentrate, you are losing energy, physical energy, you're feeling fatigued all the time, your appetite is low, and then your sleep is disturbed too. You're either sleeping a lot, a lot of the uh, teenagers and adolescents, young adults sleep a lot when they're very depressed, or they have really a hard time sleeping and they wake up like way early in the morning, like two, three, four in the morning and can't go back to sleep for at least two hours and they, they, they just feel low. The other few things you could notice in the clinical depression is that you feel slowed down. You don't feel like you can concentrate as good as in your studies. You're feeling really worthless. Then you really feel guilty for no reason. I mean, like you've never, you've not done anything, but you just feel overly guilty about something you, you have not done or you really don't need to be. Sometimes teenagers also have difficulty making decisions and they have these recurrent thoughts of, uh, life is so, you know, really not worth living or everything looks very dark. Future, there's no thoughts, like they don't have any plans for the future. Or they don't see future happening or they don't see themselves doing or being something in the immediate future. They just don't care. So when you see any of these symptoms together, I'm not talking about just one of these. You see a at least four or five of these happening at the same time in the way you're doing physically and mentally, then yes, then that's depression. And I have to say depression is extremely treatable. So it's really good to be aware that these could be things that you're struggling with some emotional pain. It could be because of stress. It could be because of your family history that it is there just like diabetes is in your family. You can have diabetes later on, same thing with depression. 
So if you recognize those symptoms, you can catch it early. And those are pretty much what you might see because it's, as I said, it is an, it's a medical condition. When your body's affected, you could have aches and pains for no reason because you're so stressed. And in younger kids, depression shows as body pains, headaches, stomach aches, um, stuff like that. So I think these are the very important key points of how to identify whether you have symptoms of depression or not. So what are some of the treatments for depression? How can you get help? Well, that's a very good question. Getting help means first you have to realize, right, that something is wrong and that there are these nagging thoughts and feelings and sleep disturbances that are happening in mood. Uh, So you really have to first uh, recognize and realize that, yes, I need help. And, you know, and it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help for what you're going through, even if you're wondering, why am I feeling the way am I feeling? So considering the possibility of that depression that's present in you or or your friend or you're seeing someone, your roommate struggling, it's always good to recognize that and tell them that help is available. And depression is extremely treatable, very treatable. And that treatment really works. So what is the treatment? I think getting treatment is finding someone who is skilled and experienced in treating depression. It could be a social worker. It could be a counselor. um, It could be going and seeing a psychiatrist. It could be your counselor right in your premises, college premises. You have mental health counselors um, or a psychologist. So any mental health professional. Is the key is to find someone who's skilled and experienced and ask for help, go and see someone. The next thing, the least thing you could first do before even getting to a mental health professional is talking to someone, letting someone know you're struggling, someone who's really close to you, someone who you trust, someone, it could be someone you really think you can bond and say these things to. So your pain is shared, your emotional pain is shared. And then the next step is seeking mental health professional for that kind of treatment. So the treatment really is talk therapy. And there are different kinds of therapy. There's the mental health counseling, there's cognitive behavioral, where we can't, I can't go into details of it. But yes, there are all these therapies, cognitive behavioral, dialectical behavioral, uh, talk therapy, dynamic therapy. So these are all methods of therapies where, um, you can speak to someone, get to know what are the coping skills, what, what are the ways you could do stress reduction, how could you relate with interpersonally with people you're close to and, you're, and this depression is coming in the way of your relationships. They really help, therapy really, help, the mental health professional, so to say, in therapy really helps you um, kind of process those things, those thoughts, those feelings, and what do you do with those thoughts and feelings and how you really overcome these feelings. Um, So there are a lot of cognitive behavioral therapies, the most studied and the most, um, um, what would I say, is a therapy that is very successfully uh, used to treat depression in the younger kids, even um, as uh, as young as, you know, in preteens and and, um, tweens, so to say. So uh, asking for help, therapy is one way. And then sometimes you need more than therapy, which means you may need uh, some um, psychopharmacological intervention, meaning medication in which, you know, you, have, you may have to see a psychiatrist. So sometimes there are medications now very well studied and backed by uh, scientific evidence that 
uh, medications also help for chronic long-term depression or very severe depression where suicidal thoughts uh, come and you have thoughts of hurting yourself. Um, and if it is getting too progressive and severe, yes, you might need even medication along with therapy. The other uh, methods are group therapy. You may uh, be part of group therapy and there are many uh, colleges and uh, mental health clinics who offer group therapy or even online counseling along with individual and group therapy are very helpful and beneficial for treating depression. So you feel, you know, you're not alone. You have people just like you who are struggling and this is, it's okay to um, talk about this and how are other people dealing with it and how are they coping? And so you do have counselors who help you with that sort of thing as well. Um, so yes, I think uh, those are the modes of treatment. And if you are uh, really struggling very acutely in the sense um, you're having thoughts of hurting yourself, you have suicidal thoughts, then they have crisis intervention who there are, you know, suicide hotlines and crisis intervention places who see you and intervene right away and see, do you need to be hospitalized for safety versus are you someone who needs outpatient counseling? So you could do the, that's that crisis intervention as well, which uh, is part of uh, treatment. So it really depends on what your needs are. And yes, there is so much help out there um, that you, that is very easily accessible online by phone in person. Um, so that's um, in brief, I would say, how, what the treatments would be um, for depression. Yeah, that's great. Very valuable information. But what would you suggest is the long-term prognosis of depression in teeth? Well, you raised a very good question because sometimes people feel depression is, okay, I'm feeling better now and I'm okay and life goes on, right? So yes, uh, if, as I said, depression is treatable. You treat, you get treated, you talk to someone, you go through, it's a period of months and you feel better, then you're back to doing what you're doing. But if you have a family history of depression or um, so to say, just like, as I mentioned earlier, you have a family history of hypertension, you have a family history of diabetes, what do you do? You get help. You get treated, but you continue maintaining that treatment so you don't get hypotensive or diabetic again, right? So same thing with depression. If you have a family history of depression, you have to be really aware that you have the genes of depression. So you may come out of the depression, you may feel better, but again, when life comes and throws some kind of stressor at you, you may have to go back to getting your uh, counseling again or get medication again. So it really varies. The prognosis is good long-term, but it also depends on the episodes of depression. So if you have had one episode of depression and you stop taking your medication, the chances of remission, so to say, recurrence of the symptoms, the percentage of recurrence increases as the number of episodes of depression in your life increase. So the key here, what I mean to say is the prognosis is good if you are in treatment, you get the help early, you're getting your medication, or if you're just having your counseling, it has to be on an ongoing basis. When we talk about medication, that's a whole different topic where we wean off people off the medication and then they are in therapy. So there has to be some form of coping um, going on if with help, without help, uh, over a long period of time. So although it's all treatable, depression is treatable, 
the prognosis is good uh, these days based on early intervention, treatment, um, therapy, um, and other modes, alternative modes of treatment, um, you know, like yoga and mindfulness, um, supplements and things like that. So um, it really depends on when you get, when you're diagnosed with depression, whether you're getting help or not, whether you're getting professional help or not, or also um, family history of depression. Okay, great. Um, hopefully people are more informed now about depression. Thank you, Dr. Hawk, for joining us and all your insight. Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure to check out last week's episode in case you missed it. And please subscribe if you enjoy this content.